a victim is somebody that blames all their external circumstances for their situation. So here I am blaming my parents, blaming all this, you know, all this crap and, mm-hmm. and so taking full responsibility. So, you know, really just started with, with taking full responsibility and understanding if anything wanted to change, I had to change. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S. podcast. My name is Reed Goosens, and it's good as always to have you with us on this show. Now, as you know, it's my job to explore, dissect, and interview the cream of the crop when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship here in the United States, so you can all make the right investing decision to create massive amounts of cash flow, which will lead to long-term wealth and financial freedom. As you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners. There's absolutely no BS on this show, straight into the nuts and bolts, but knowledge without action means you're just a fence sitter. So be educated first and foremost, listen to my show each and every week, but you also got to go out and take massive amounts of action. And hopefully the cracking guests on today's show will inspire you to do show to do so. I should say, if you do like this show, please give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching Reed Goosens. Finally, before you dive into today's show, uh, you can find this show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google play, but you can also now find these shows up on my YouTube channel. So head over to readgoosens.com, click on the video link. It will take you straight to the recordings of these podcasts. You can see my ugly mug, but you can see the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, guys, enough out of me. Let's get cracking into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Joshua Smith. Now, Joshua is a realtor from Phoenix, Arizona, and he's a serial entrepreneur. And I mean a serious serial entrepreneur. Joshua is one of the top realtors in the world, with along with running many other successful companies. He's been voted the top 30 or the 30th in the United States by Wall Street Journal as a realtor. Pretty incredible stuff. He owns and operates the number one real estate podcast in the industry, GSD Mode, and he is the co-owner of a software company called Perfect Storm. A few other accolades to add to his resume, he's also mentors over a thousand students each and every year across the United States and Canada, and he co-owns many other businesses across different industries, which is really, really fascinating, healthcare, supplements, and health and fitness. A truly incredible resume, a truly incredible man, but enough out of me. Let's get him out here. G'day, Joshua. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Honored to be here, dude. Hey, man, how you doing today? I'll do an epic, man. It's a Friday. It's a Friday, right? right? (laughs) Exciting stuff, man. Just like I said, man, stoked and honored to be here, man. Ready to have some fun. Well, dude, let's get get straight into it. I want you to first, let's rewind the clock. Let's go right back to how you made your first dollar as a kid, as an entrepreneur. Like, take me back. What was the first thing you did for money when you growing up? Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was lucky where my um, father was an entrepreneur. So my father owned and operated health clubs for 30 years. So as a kid, man, I mean, eight years old, right? Out there delivering flyers for him, for his facilities, whatever that was, uh, sort of working for him inside the facilities at 11. So not just cleaning equipment and stocking towels and, and, and whatever. And then uh, by the time I was 14, you know, I, I, I really got into working out as a young kid. And um, by the time I was 14, legally, I couldn't be a, a, you know, a licensed personal trainer, but with my father owning, operating the, the facility, I got into personal training uh, and membership sales at 14. And 
Um, I mean, it was, it was nice, dude, you know, right. I mean, in high school, you know, I'm sitting here making me a four grand a month, uh, while going to high school personally, you know, making $45 an hour, one-on-one training clients. And, um, there was a big demand for it. So, you know, luckily through that, I got a, a good taste early on of, of making a little bit of loot, but also seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff with my dad being in that space. That's, that's awesome, man. 14 years old, four grand a month at school, hustling like it's, like it's nothing, like it's, <laughs> like it's your day job, right, man? So how is that, you know, fast forward now to what you do today and, and how you've achieved the success? I'm sure it hasn't been all smooth sailing. And, and we'll get into what you've, you've achieved in a little bit, but I want to sort of bridge that gap between what you're doing right now and, and, and that 14-year-old kid that was uh, crushing at the gym and maybe not legal <laughs> being a PT, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Well, I mean, it was all, it was all in the up and up, right? I mean, it was, you know, obviously it was uh, at 14, you know, you can work for your own parents if they own the business, you don't have to have a worker's permit. And uh, I just wasn't able to get licensed as a personal trainer until I was 18, sure. but it was fully disclosed to the clients. And, and uh, you know, what's funny though, man, is um, as I got, as I got a little bit older, you know, right? Um, like my senior year of college and then going into, as I was trying to pick my path and, and trying to pick what I wanted to do you know, and, and, and which we all go down that, that, you know, journey at that right. age, roughly. Um, I, I got a distaste, if you will, dude, about, about business, about hustle, man. I just, I always saw my dad working his ass off, right? Just always grinding and, and never, you know, not that he wasn't really around, but I, I, I personally, told myself at that point, that will never be me. I'm never going to be the guy that goes up there and grinds. And, and, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was for the birds, dude. So I I lost a lot of my hustle, a lot of my drive, um, as I entered college and, and went through some bad times, dude. You know, I went to, went to college, uh, for about 18 months, changed my major like 13 different times. ADD was way too secure for it and ended up dropping out and uh, uh, then became very depressed, dude. Went through a really dark moment where, you know, daily thoughts of committing suicide and, wow. and hit a low moment. And then um, as I was bouncing up from that low moment, I'm like, all right, man, what's the opposite of depression, which is, is fulfillment. I went on this search for fulfillment. And at the time, I'd actually, I was actually working as a nurse's aide at a hospital for like 10 bucks an hour. And uh, I couldn't figure out what would make me happy, but I went and just started making a list of all the things that I hated um, about myself, right? That were, were making me really unhappy. And, and half of our big part of that was no money, you know, right? There's always mm-hmm. too much month at the end of the money. And as Jim Rhodes <laughs> says, you know, right? So um, that led me back into sales. So I got back into health club sales. Um, this is my early 20s and uh, moved from Michigan um, to Phoenix, Arizona. And I was managing a health club out here. That, that was going to be my, my path. You know, I'd identify that that's, that was my love. That was my passion. You know, that was my path. Well, here I am now, you know, 22, 23. And I'm like, dude, the only way for me to go out there and create what I want to create is uh, to get to ownership. Well, college dropout, like a thousand bucks to my name, not great credit. I needed $800,000 to go out there and create what I wanted to create. Needless to say, I couldn't get a loan. So I'm like, all right, well, how do I do this? Was well, 2005, real estate markets on fire. Everybody was killing it, or at least that was the perception that everybody was killing it. I was in real estate. So, yeah, I jump into real estate as a 23-year-old kid only to go out there and bank the cash, bank the capital to go out there and open up my own facility and uh, jumped into real estate, man, and just hit the ground running, you know, because at that time, I regained that hustle, if you will, you know, right? So, um, you know, I'm just grinding, 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 made 280 grand my first year. And then, uh, by the time I was 25, my third year into the real estate business, you know, I, I made my first million that year. And, 
it just kept expanding and growing and, and developed into a real estate team, you know, gets to a point where you, in a, in a business, you always hit a capacity, right? I mean, it's, we, we're always going to hit capacities in, inside of our, 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 whatever business venture that we're in. But if you're not careful, and this is what most entrepreneurs do is they pigeonhole themselves. Yeah, technically you're an entrepreneur, but they pigeonhole themselves right. into having a high paying job, you know, right? And that's what I had done. So then I had to figure, because back then, dude, there wasn't these real estate teams that you see today, right? It wasn't a, a big thing. It was just more of the traditional realtor. So I had to, I had to solve that problem. So I hired my first assistant, um, you know, then after doing that and realizing the power and leverage, uh, within about six months, I had six agents working for me full time. And that just kept expanding and growing and growing and growing um, where, where eventually, you know, got to the point where I just, just kept doing everything I could to replace myself every day. You know, as an entrepreneur, and that's still my mindset today is my number one job every single day is to figure out how I can fire myself, you know, right. <laughs> from, from my company. And, uh, and this was about four years ago or so. Um, and I finally got to that point in my real estate business where I developed such a great leadership team where I, I was able to build this machine that didn't just sustain without my involvement, but now started to grow without my involvement. Right. Well, as, as a lot of entrepreneurs do, man, you go from working 100 hours, 80 to 100 hours a week to, you know, working like 10. You know, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with myself? Man, I start feeling guilty. I, I, I was, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, internal wars going on at that time. And, um, you know, so it's just seeking what was that next venture. And uh, when, when I started having big success in real estate, you know, as you mentioned in the intro, I was voted the 30th top realtor in America by the Wall Street Journal and won some other big awards, which led to a lot of speaking events and being on the podcasts and radio shows. And, you know, I started getting a lot of realtors reaching out to me um, saying, hey, we, you know, I love your style. Will you coach me? Right. Well, in the gym business, I always relate this like, yeah, I started off personal training, but I got to the point where I hated personal training, hated one on one training, but I loved running the facility. Right. You know, right. Like, like if I show you four, four times how to do a squat and you still can't get down, I don't have the patience to be like, just like, why the, why the fuck can't you do the squat? Dude? Like, <laughs> squat, you know, right. Um, um, so I never thought I'd get back into coaching ever. Uh, but as my time, you know, right. This time became available, but the demand was there. I mean, I was getting like a half a dozen people reaching out to me daily, um, looking for that next venture. And, um, one thing when I, when I, try to create another business. I'm always looking for what has the demand. I, I'm not just looking for an idea. It's like, where, where is there a big demand? And the demand was there. So then one day I said, yes, you know, right. And, and that, that's evolved over the years. I mean, this was, uh, you know, about four years ago, like I said, um, start off with one-on-one -on -one coaching, right. Which again, you hit big capacity issues. I took on, you know, 40 coaching clients that are paying uh, 1500 bucks an hour, but I just hit this wall, man. I couldn't take on anymore. I'm repeating myself every single day. And I just, I got sick and tired of it. So that evolved to what we do now with uh, my 90 day mastery bootcamp, which is all groups, you know, right? So we have several thousand agents that come through in a year, but it's all done through groups. So it makes it much more affordable for them, but it gives me a much higher capacity as well. And then that, you know, it, it, it's when people sit there and say, like I'm starting my ninth company right now. So we'll be live. I think you, what is it? End of October, almost November 1st when we're recording this podcast. We'll be live January 1st with the, this new venture. Um, it's all in the works right now, but it's, you know, a lot of these dude, like as an example, if you asked me three years ago, would I own a software company or be involved in the software company? I'd be like, hell no, dude. I don't know anything <laughs> about software, you know, right? Um, a lot of these things have just, just happened, right? It's just having that awareness, 
you know, right? Like I never thought I'd get in real estate coaching, um, but I just created this business. I solved my own problems at a high enough level where the world saw that I solved my own problems. And then a demand came from other people to ask me how to solve their problems. And that's how all this keeps happening, man. I just tell right. people, if you can learn to solve your own problems at a high enough rate and the world sees that, they're going to ask you then to solve their own problems. Just like you've been able to do, right? You're brilliant at, at raising capital to, to go out there and buy you know, these massive uh, real estate uh, uh, properties. And I got all these other real estate investors wanting you to teach them how to do what you do, you know, right? Mate, well, it's, it's, I, I, I want to just say, I want to, I think you've been crushing it in this, this first uh, five, 10 minutes. I've literally been writing like, like, like a madman <laughs> of all the things you've been achieving, dude. And, and kudos to you. Like there's just so much. And, and to your point, just to, to, before we move off that topic is what I, what I love and what I get my juices up on now is you've created an ecosystem of businesses, right? You went from one thing to another. You went to, to being voted the, the top, the 30th in the country by, by Wall Street Journal. You use Wall Street Journal's platform to get your message out. You got asked to invite you to speak at events. That attracted more business. You were able to scale up. And then through that, you've sort of figured out these other different little paths like, you know, software companies and, you know, more, let's be more efficient with our group training and starting your own platform. And now you got, it sounds like you got an incredible business and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I do want to ask just one thing you, you sort of glossed over and, and, and Mate, sounds like you went through some struggles back in, uh, in in your early twenties. How did you find the passion again to reignite that the grind? You know, like we all are, we're all entrepreneurs, right? We're all it's a lonely business, right? And 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 you sometimes get hit a wall. And a lot, I'm sure a lot of people listening out there are like I've hit that wall and I just can't get myself back up. So what what did you do mentally to take yourself out of that state of of, of, of depression and 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 pull yourself pull your socks up and get up off the ground and keep keep running? Yeah, I mean, the, the depression really came about because I allowed myself to adopt this victimhood mindset, right? Which right. is, you know, a, a victim is somebody that blames all their external circumstances for their situation. So here I am blaming my parents, blaming all this, you know, all this crap and, mm -hmm. and so taking full responsibility. So, you know, I really just started with, with taking full responsibility and understanding if anything wanted to change, I had to change. And, you know, what's funny is what, <laughs> you know, initially started the drive, dude, is you know, I dropped out of college. I just realized that wasn't for me. I, I didn't know the path. I hadn't figured out yet, but that wasn't for me. And uh, uh, my wife now, right? So we just had our 12 year wedding anniversary, but we've been together for 19 years. Yeah, thanks for us. Since we were 16 years old, right? High school wow. sweethearts. And, and, you know, our parents, right? Or people that I've always looked up to, always been close to, I've known them for over half my life. Well, when I dropped out of college, and you got to understand too, I was taking this negative trajectory. I'm drinking every single day. I'm getting piercings and tattoos. And <laughs> like, like now, now that I have kids and have a daughter, I see the lens that they, they were looking at it, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, out of protection for their daughter, they were like having conversations with their daughter. Like, dude, maybe you need to reassess this relationship, this, you know, whatever. So it was, you know, kind of like, maybe you need to ditch this loser. And, um, you know, my, my tatted dude. Who's, yeah. Uh, who's my, my jacked, initial you know. start dude, uh, of that lit that fire in my ass was, um, just to prove her parents wrong, you know, right. It was like, you know, you got this guy that's now going to become a loser, become a nobody, be a freeloader on your damn couch. It was literally like that, that single thing drove me to get back into sales and, 
And, and now that can only last so long, you know, right? Like you've been, you need to have other uh, internal drivers for you. And I've been able to establish that now of, of going deep into what my why is, what my purpose is and what I want to create and what will make me truly fulfilled and what I want to, you know, do while exist, you know, uh, on this planet, have the short existence of life. You know, that, that's what started the, uh, um, the drive. And, you know, obviously it's, it's, you know, since overcome uh, or, or other things now that are driving that, but um, yeah, dude. And, and, and too, you know, unfortunately for me, I mean, I had to face those hard moments and, you know, a lot of times, you know, I don't know about you with your life, but for me, it's like the biggest bounce backs or the biggest leaps that I've had in my success or in my net worth have been when my back's against the wall. Like yeah. when, when you're in those low moments, you have to figure this out, right? Cause it's when, it's when your back's against the brick wall and you, you make a conscious decision to make that jump and you can only, your parachute is you, right? That's all you can do. <laughs> you yeah. know, if, if you don't make it work, you're, you're, you're done. So yeah. sorry, I interrupted, but that was, I had to jump in there. Yeah. Well, cause then it happened again. Right. So then it happened about, it's going on about five years ago, but um, went out there, right. Creating all the success, making all this money, um, or, or what seemed to be a lot of money to me sure. at that time. Um, and then I made some really bad decisions, right. I lost everything about five years ago, man. I mean, I was, went from making good money, um, to being absolutely broke, you know, losing about $400,000 being broke, having half a million dollars in mortgage debt, you know, I had $2,400 in, in, you know, lease car payment debt. Cause at that time I'm you know, trying to live the high life, you know, right. Um, in order to not lose my real estate company, my, my own personal assets, I had to put myself through $100,000 of business credit card debt. And uh, I, I thought the sexiest thing on the planet would be to, to be this angel investor, right? So I went out there, made some investments, and um, one of them I ended up doing some personal guarantees on because I was the only one that uh, really had the credit to be able to do that, which was a huge mistake. Um, and uh, had to bounce back from that too, right? It took me 18 months to, to get myself out of that hole, but... Um, you know, after doing that though now, and, and the cool thing of going through that, cause I get asked all the time, like, dude, how did you go from, you know, less than five years ago, being broke, losing everything to catapulting it now and having companies worth over $50 million and a personal net worth of over, you know, 16 plus million. Like how, how did you do that in such a period of time? You know, right. And I, well, prior to that, hey, eight years of successful entrepreneurship and, and, uh, uh, um, you know, learning, right. And growth, um, it was just a couple bad decisions, right? right. And, and the cool thing is, is the human condition isn't a representation of you as a human being, right? So, so I didn't lose faith in my abilities and my confidence uh, um, and what I could go out there and do and create. So I didn't allow that situation to break me, um, but I, I learned from it, right? It was like, like before that, dude, you know, because I grew up just like a lot, you know, right? It was like a lot of people out there without a lot, right? I grew up in mm -hmm. food stamps and so, you know, now I'm making money, dude, but I didn't respect money, you know, right? It was just like, oh, this will never end. I can make more, but who cares? It's just this piece of paper, you know, right? And uh, getting crushed financially like that, I don't worship money today, but I have a whole new respect for it, right? It, right. it, it gave me that respect that I needed to, to pay attention to. Hey, this is a limited resource or potential limited resource that I need to utilize as a tool, as a vehicle in my life, in my business, in this monetary economy that we are. And I just use that as a learning experience, um, which now has become one of my greatest assets that I've ever had. That's, that's, that's incredible. And I think that the fact that you can bounce back from, you know, adversity like that and, but use the track record that you have, that you've already, you sort of had made it or you pulled yourself up from, from coming from college, you know, deep, deep despair, depression, pulling your boots, uh, pulling your socks up, you know, 
engaging with your own business is getting to a stage where you've lost it all and then doing it again. Essentially, you've done it twice now, right? And, and, and now we're at a point where you can look back and, and, and say, shit, I made some bloody big mistakes, but those mistakes have made me into the man I am today, right? And yeah. I think that's really, really important. So to talk to me a little bit about, you know, if, if we were to walk into a restaurant and your business, your businesses are, are, are on the menu, what, walk us through some of the high-level free stuff you get. You know, what's on the menu? What's the more of the expensive stuff, the caviar? And then maybe some of the stuff that's off-menu that, you know, you offer your clients that maybe not, you don't advertise too much and they don't they only know, only the, the close network around you knows about. Yeah, so everything that I do is tied to either the real estate space or the health and fitness space in some capacity, right? So, um, and again, man, I'm just, I'm just a big dot connector, right? It's, it's just like, hey, man, if, like, I'm doing this, how can I solve other problems by doing this that my clients or the consumer or, um, um, or, or my own problems with, you know, right? So, um, as an example, with the boot camp, you know, I started doing this group training with, with the boot camp and I have all these agents reaching out to me inside the boot camp of, hey, Josh, I want to use the systems you use in real estate business, but I can't afford these $1,000 websites and CRMs. So I'm out there trying to find a solution for them. It already exists in the industry. And I couldn't find it, right? So I team up with some developers. We, we create our own uh, real estate software that now we have, you know, 1,000 plus clients all throughout the United States and Canada and, and expanding very massively. So it's about connecting the dots, right? So if I look at real estate, you know, I've got my real estate team, if you will, right? And that's when you look at the highest level products that we sell, I mean, we're selling, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar houses, right? And, right. and those are those are big dollar ticket commissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but same thing there. It's like you look at start looking at ancillary items. Okay, I'm I'm selling all this real estate. Where else can you make money? So then you start thinking, okay, well then if we get vested into title companies or other things that these these clients need to use, you know, right, anyway. And then if we can partner or 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 get involved in, you know, right? And and deliver an epic experience for them and get paid on those, those ancillary services. What, are that, what does that look like? So in the yep. real estate side, I've got my real estate team. Um, then we've got uh, uh, the, the coaching boot camp, which I yep. only do that. I don't do any one-on-one consulting or, or any coaching there. Um, and then we've got our software company um, that's in that space. And then on the health and fitness side, um, I've got a, a supplement company. You know, right? Um, nice. and, and again, dude, this is how this stuff comes up, right? It's okay. So, like the supplement company, I have two businesses with with the, these business partners. I own the supplement company with, and then we own another company. Um, now, within the supplement company, now that's also turned into digital products and all, all of these different things. Well, I met met this dude that's uh, uh, my business partners over there, both writers for Ironman Magazine, very well known in the fitness uh, health and fitness space. So, to to solve my own problems with the boot camp. I had to get really good at webinars and digital marketing, you know, right? So, uh, um, you know, here next thing I know I'm spending $600,000 a, a year on Facebook ads and having to learn, uh, you know, funnels and, and <laughs> webinars. And I started building a name for myself in that space, you know, because I, I hired a dude named Lewis Howes, mm-hmm. my coach um, for webinars and a lot. He's very well known, you know, right? So, um, you know, but seeing my success that he, I've had through his coaching, now he's featuring on, I, I started doing his, his program and did like 1.3 million in, in net revenue the first year I started implementing his program. So now I become one of his poster childs, one of his big testimonials out there, you know, right on, on his program and to his people. So I had these guys actually reach out to me. They wanted me to coach and consult them, um, on how to do the same thing for what the, in their space. And, 
I didn't want to take on a consulting contract, but I really liked them. I really believed in what they were doing. We, we developed a relationship and I was like, let's just partner. Right. So again, I just solved my own problem, showed right. the world or the world saw that I solved my own problems and that opportunity came about. So, um, so with those guys, we have our supplement company. Um, and then we also have, we have two digital products, which is a, it's a 90 day, um, um, it's called 90 days to life fitness and longevity. So it's teaching people how to, how to cook, how to diet. Um, you know, we spent a day in my kitchen, just cooking, prepping foods. And then we, we, it's 90 days of, of workout programs based on their goals. And then we have an advanced digital program from that. Um, and then that turned into a book that we just released called the metabolic blowtorch diet book. So if you look at this, that's a free giveaway. So right. those of you that are digital marketers, this is, this is how we sell some of these products, right? So we offer that book. It, 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 it's an advanced strategies, uh, uh, intermittent fasting book called again, the metabolic blowtorch diet. So we offer that book is free plus shipping and handling, right? So it's a free book plus 895 shipping and handling. So then the 895 shipping and handling cover covers our print costs, our distribution costs, even our Facebook ads, we're able to generate infinite amounts of free leads, right? Well, those buy the book, then they enter the funnel, right? And then we start pitching them our other products plus our supplement. Um, so, so per thousand dollars that we spend and with the fitness space being so big, you know, it's very easy to spend a thousand dollars a day on Facebook ads per thousand that we spend, we net 5,300 from just that, the upsell funnel there, right? Sure. So then all of a sudden, boom, here you have $150,000, you know, per month, full on digital marketing funnel. So, so that's what we do in that space. And I have a separate business partner in the health and fitness space that we actually, Again, as I said, like my, my first love was the health club space. So I've always wanted to jump into the health club or back into the health and fitness space. That's why I got into real estate, right? So <laughs> I, I meet with this guy, synergies are there. We have a, 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 he's got, but he's got more experience in the health and fitness space. 22 years, or I'm sorry, he's been doing it since, since 1978. So over 30 years of experience, owned 22 facilities at the peak. But with, with the, the model that he wants to take, you know, he realized that, man, we've got to have a very strong digital uh, um, presence. Uh, yeah, digital presence. And, and, you know, he's, that's his weakness. And so we teamed up. So we're like, okay, let's go out there and open up our own health club facility, right? which we've yet to do. But we, this was our, this was our path um, about a year ago. It turned into many other paths and ventures that we're on now. So we go out there, we, we, um, go go to purchase a facility we actually got an escort a facility the guy it was it's sad story the guy was right around christmas time the guy ended up dying in a car wreck two oh. days after christmas the deal fell through wow so then as we were scouting other spaces right um because we're, we're very we, we know what we want right so we're scouting these other spaces but it's not really working like whether the parking didn't work the demographic didn't work these health club owners were coming to us saying man you're you're like you were our only opportunity, like what, what do we do now? We can't pay the bills. Like, what do we do? Well, they have two assets left. They can sell their membership base, um, their EFT membership base, and they can sell their equipment. Um, so the first guy that we had this conversation with was like, well, how do I do that? Can you help me? And I'll just pay you a commission on that. You know, right. So we did that for them. It went extremely well. So then we're like, well, shit, man, maybe we're onto something here. So then we went to the next company, did that and then did that. So then now that's been our big push. So now we, we purchase used fitness equipment. Um, uh, we wholesale it. We, we fix it, refurbish it. Now we're even doing uh, uh, rent to own with it um, and uh, uh, do a lot of consulting in that space, high level consulting and 
um, selling those the, the membership EFT base. And you, you know, don't actually own any of the bricks and mortar, right? You're just only, you know, only helping them facilitate a transition of, of, of that brick and mortar business into someone else, correct? Yeah, well, in, in some cases. I mean, sometimes it's it, like one of our accounts is, is – um, the YMCA we, in, in California, we, we represent most of the YMCAs, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, every, every five to 10 years, depending on cardio or, or strength equipment, they're needing new equipment. So it doesn't need to be a, a health club that's in trouble right. You know, right? or, you know, some of our biggest clients now are the biggest equipment, uh, uh, companies out there that lease this equipment. And if somebody defaults on the equipment, they don't want to buy it back. Right. So they, they then sell it to us and then we'll go out there and either wholesale it or, or piece it out uh, and get retail for it. Um, so even though we went into this space, had this plan, it evolved you've, into something else. You've, and you've just, just skyrocketed, you've right? Niched, so, you've niched, you think you thought you've niched and now you pivoted into something else, right? Which is yeah. again, an opportunity, but I think it goes to your character and, and your ability to take the blinkers off, right? Cause so many people get the blinkers on thinking they've got to do, this is what I've got to do. And I'm like, if I can't do it, or if I don't have an open enough mind to look at other opportunities, they're going to, they're going to pass you by. And I think what you've done extremely well is to look at the opportunities that are approaching you and say, this is an opportunity I want to be a part of, or, or, or maybe it's not the exact thing we're doing, but we, we have the flexibility to niche and then you know, pivot a little bit to, to create another system that by the sounds of it has been very, very successful. So well done. Yeah. Um, but go back to the, the, the funnel a little bit, because I think that's some of the, the biggest things that people, even in real estate businesses, you know, whatever business you have, you're creating those products to then capture leads, to then go into a little a more deeper dive into your supplements, into potentially um, uh, into your mastermind group to then ultimately maybe become uh, a, a purchaser. I don't know, but what's your ultimate goal when, when, when someone enters the funnel, whether it be on the supplement side or whether it be on the, on the real estate side, is it just to get them to a, a mastermind group or is, it to, is there another bigger goal out there in terms of your drive and your passion and trying to influence other people and become a bigger influencer? Well, so, uh, I mean, every, every business out there has a sales funnel. Right. You know, right. And every, every successful CEO um, or successful entrepreneur knows their sales funnel intimately. You know, right. So, so number one, you got to, it doesn't matter what industry that the listeners in that's watching this or listening right now. Their, their business has a sales funnel. So you got to be able to identify that, right? So then if I look at a lead for any business, all lead is, is some, somebody, some human being that may or may not do business with me, but I offered something of value in exchange for their contact information, you know, get them into my database, my list, you know, whatever you want to call that. Um, and then, you know, from there, you're working that list over to, or that, that lead over time to try to get them to become a client, you know, right? right. So doesn't matter what, like one of the biz- businesses that we're, we're involved in is we consult and work with um, and run sales funnels for physicians, right? That are in the optimal health physician space, anti-aging doctors, right? You know, so when we're creating that funnel for them, it's like, okay, like you got it, whether it's a free book or, or a free webinar that talks about, you know, and, and usually the beginning of that funnel isn't always educating them on the back end product. We're not right. like talking about oh, why you should get your blood work done and, and, and yep. you know, why you should take these certain supplements. You know, that webinar might be something on like, you know, the, the top five things that you can immediately do to live the, the longest, healthy, yep. uh, you know. Life that you can. Optimal life, you, <laughs> you know, right? And, and it's just, you know, it, it, but then you're just planting these little seeds, right? So we'll do this stuff all the time, get them though into their funnel, 
and then take it deeper, right? So like if you, if you look at that, the, the anti-health space, right? So deliver some type of education, but in there we're talking then about, hey man, if you really, if you really want to go out there, because people are always like, well, what's the best diet? What's whatever? Well, we really can't assess and look at anything until we know what's going on internally. So it really all starts with getting detailed blood work done internally to know what's happening. Because mm-hmm. right? also everybody responds to, you know, their insulin sensitivity is different. And, and, and knowing these different things, we don't know what's going on internally, right? So their fun all, all leads to getting their blood work done. You know, right? Then once that blood work's done, then it's a consult with a physician. Okay, here's all your levels. Here's what this looks like. Um, here's a recommended protocol. Here's what we can do for you. Then boom, they either become a client or they don't. You know, right? So every funnel for every business is totally different. Um, um, but everybody has one. So you've got to understand that. You got to know that. And you got to you got to think of ways to be able to get them in there. Yeah, and I think it's also for those people out there listening who have real estate businesses. It's think you just, you hit, it's thinking of ways to educate the potential client, whether it's be through a free ebook or a free webinar, to then funnel down into whether it's a coaching call or coaching client um, or, or being an investor in, in a particular deal that you might have. And, and it all starts with giving that free education, right? You can't just not, you can't, as you just said, you can't, your ebook isn't educating you on the back end product, it's educating them just in general about, you know, being healthier or, 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 or the benefits of investing in real estate or, um, you know, why having going for a run every day can keep the doctor away. I don't know, whatever it might be, but it's something high level that they can get, uh, as you said, uh, value out of it in exchange for uh, some contact information. Then you could then re-advertise to, to hopefully get them into a being a move further and further down the, uh, down the funnel into, into so ultimately what you want them to become. Um, I know your time is precious, mate, so I don't, don't want to keep it for too long. But what, what's, the big, what's the big goal here? What, what, what's your big goal for the, for the next 10 years? What are you driving to become as an influencer in your space? So, I mean, my, my big, if we look at business or my big financial goal, right, is to become a liquid billionaire before I leave this planet, right? So, so it's a huge push to make that a reality, you know, right? Uh, on the fulfillment side, you know, it, it, it's to have the, the most impact as many lives I possibly can, right? So then it's combining those, right? Like what's my, what's my selfish financial goal with my fulfillment goal? And then how do we, how do we combine those? Sure. So, um, so it's that big push there with that, dude. So, um, you know, I only get involved in industries or businesses that I know we can have huge valuations. Say that's my big push. You know, it's not so much of, you know, I've learned over the years is there's a big difference between businesses that can create immediate now revenue for you, right? Which could be good, you know, right? And is good. Um, but not all of those, like my coaching, my coaching program brings in a lot of money you know, right. But there's no valuation to that. If I stop, it stops. Right. Right, So, so it's identifying those plays and being very, very strategic with it. But that's, that's my big push, man. I mean, I've got, I got three kids, you know, three young kids at home. So, so it's, it's, you know, making sure I'm spending time with them and, and, and not sacrificing my health, sacrificing with my kids or sacrificing relationship with my wife. But outside of that, man, it's chips all in creating these strategic partnerships and, and, and identifying industries that we can get massive valuations for Nice, man. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. I always ask my guests on my show to uh, give me their top five investing tips. You ready to dive into it? Yep. All right, buddy. What is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals to help you keep successful in your business and in person? All right. So um, I do, uh, I have a daily, uh, it's, it's called my GSD daily performance planner. So it's a six page planner 
Um, three pages of it are my daily plan of action that I must go out there and execute on today to make today a win in every aspect of my life. I don't believe in this whole work-life balance. You know, so I've got everything from my health to my self-development to my meditation, my family time to all my business stuff. And at the end of the day, the last three pages are, are deep reflection on that. You know, right? So, so if there's a number one routine that I do each day, it takes about 30 minutes. It's that, you know, right? It's, it's, it's Abraham Lincoln's famous quote, give me six hours uh, uh, and an ax to chop down a tree. I'll spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. So it's never allowing yourself to ever, ever enter a day without having full intention on that day. And then before you leave that day, reflect on how you did, right? Like right. you got to school yourself and try to get better, become more effective, become more efficient, you know, right? It's, it's, uh, you and know, I think journaling is such a huge thing, right? It's, it's getting, it's getting the, the noise out of your head onto paper and, and helping you attack the day in, a, in, a, in a, an effect, an effective way rather than like, oh gosh, I've got to do all this stuff and I don't know where to start, right? It helps yeah. you systemize it. So I think it's yeah. incredible. Mate, who's been the most influential person in your career today? Oh God, that's a tough one, man. Um, I, I, I have so many for so many different aspects. I, I will say that Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. when, I, when I first got into real estate, uh, another realtor in the office gave me a bunch of his CDs. And uh, um, before that, I had never picked up a book, you know, when it comes to self-development, that I wasn't forced to read for school. Um, I mean, he was the one that got me started heavily on the self-development journey. Um, you know, from there, man, I haven't went for the last decade of my life without having a coach. I mean, this year I'll, I'll spend well over 120 grand this year on coaches and mentors. And um, so it's hard to pinpoint one person. Yeah. Cause I've had so many. And today I, you know, like Darren Hardy's one of my personal mentors right now, who's just a brilliant man and John Chaplack and Camille Soler and, you know, right. Um, but I will say if it wasn't being introduced to Jim Rohn at that moment, man, I don't think I'd be where I am. Nice, man. I think, uh, I think a lot of people can, uh, <laughs> put chalk their success up to Jim Rohn. He's a very, very influential dude. Mate, with your businesses, you've got so many of them. What is the number one tool or the most influential tool, whether it be software or actual hard hardware that you use that helps you run the day-to-day of your business? Yeah. So, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a systems and processes guy, right? right? So, I mean, every one of your businesses, make sure that you have a great CRM. Um, for me, you know, we, uh, I'm an Infusionsoft junkie. So, so I know inside now. So I utilize that for the back end of all my businesses, all the funnels on um, the front end right now, Facebook is just the juggernaut, right? So, so when it comes to most of our systems and processes and then how we're, how we're running our marketing, those two, um, personally though, right? When it comes to a personal standpoint, then I use and abuse Google Drive like no other, dude. So it's my <laughs> Google Calendar and, and Google Drive for trackers. I have all my own self-accountability trackers in there, you know, right? And, um, um, you know, but those are the main systems that I'm using day in and day out, whether it's my personal productivity or business productivity that we're utilizing. And the best thing about G Drive is it's free. So that's, that's a yeah, no, great. I love free, man. Good <laughs> price, mate. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show here, but what has been the biggest failure of your career? And I'm sure you've had a few by the sounds of it. And what did you? What was the biggest takeaway piece of advice or action that you you learnt from that failure? Yeah, I mean, you know, because I've had like we talked about earlier, you know, I've made it and then I've lost it, and I can count that up as as a failure or a learning moment. I would say the biggest though was not really understanding what success is all about, you know, right. Or, or, or what it takes to get to that next level, you know, and, and this is stuff that, you know, again, going back to Jim Rohn, you know, he, he's, he's famous for saying success is not a doing process. It's a becoming process. And, and for, for, 
you know, the vast majority, the first probably decade of, of my entrepreneurial career, I was just so focused on taking massive action, doing more and doing more and doing more and not focused on becoming the man I need to become um, to make those a reality. So now um, 90% of my time is, is all internal work, you know, right? Uh, um, so my biggest failure was not identifying that earlier on. It's, it's, again, it's not a doing process. It's who, who, who must I become, right, to go out there and create what I want to create and focusing on that very early on. Interesting. No, I think that is that is so true for so many people. They get they get caught up with the noise and they get caught up with trying to be active but not actually being productive. And 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 all of a sudden you, you take you lift your head up and we've all got that 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 syndrome as entrepreneurs. Do 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 crush 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 and you lift your head up and you think, wait, I'm not I'm just being active. I'm not actually being effective with what I'm doing. How's this moving the needle? And I know personally, 2017 was you know the beginning of it. I sort of said I'm only taking meetings that are going to help me move the needle. If I don't need to take a meeting that doesn't you know, going to help me move the needle. What am I going to take it for? It's not, not really worth my time. Do you, would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. One, I mean, everything's a trade-off, right? So, right. so, but then two, you know, start focusing on, like, don't treat your time. Um, okay. Like a lot of people will sit there, uh, mentors, coaches, gurus will sit there and say, okay, calculate your time per hour, know what your right. time is worth per hour, all of that, which is that that's great. Like know what to say yes to and no to based on that. But then take it a step lever, like, are further of who do you want to become and start pretending and acting as if you're already there. So like one of my mentors um, who makes $36,000 an hour, 24 seven, right? And, wow. and here I am making about 2,500 an hour. He's making 36,000 hours. So I've got to make this, I'm trying to get to his level. Um, so then it's okay. It, I've got to make decisions as if I'm already there, right? I, I've got to start practicing the disciplines, the habits and treating my time as if I'm already there if you want to become a liquid millionaire, right, the quickest way to get there is follow the daily rituals, disciplines, and behaviors and act as if you're already one, you know, right, uh, um, to make that a reality. So, um, yeah, it becomes so huge. I cannot agree more. Act how you want to become. And, man, $36,000 an hour, that's incredibly inspirational to go out and uh, crush it like that. Mate, last question is where can people reach you? They want to continue the conversation, want to find out a little bit more about you, they want the free book. Where, where do they go? Where, where does it all hang out? Online? Yeah, the, the best place to go, I've got a podcast. Actually, that's our relationship. Matt Reed was on my podcast <laughs> several weeks ago, uh, gsdmode.com. Um, so that's where our podcast is. We have a lot of top realtors, real estate investors, a lot of entrepreneurs from every, every, every industry on there. Um, but as well as, is all my products are on there. We don't, I don't have sponsors. So all my products sponsor our, our own company. So that's the best place. Nice, man. I just want to wrap up the, the show by, by just, you know, highlighting some of the, the three big takeaways. I was crazily not writing notes down. You know, you're such an inspirational guy. I think the biggest thing that I learned from, from just having a little chat with you today and understanding your background is you took responsibility first and foremost. You said, okay, I'm in a rut. I needed to pick, my, pick myself out from that rut. You got in that rut a couple of times, but you had the where for all to, to keep going, which was really, really strong. And I think that, that taking responsibility, not blaming anyone else, and saying it's my it's my role in life to to pick my own socks up and pick myself off the ground and get going. Another one I think was really you're a huge dot connector and you've through connecting the dots you've created an incredible um, tapestry of business ecosystems that are, you know feed from one to the other that help just continue it with the funnel and and I, I'm really really impressed with what you've achieved today. Um, and the the last one I think was what you said just just a moment ago is that 
it's it's ninety percent internal. You 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 know you're doing a lot of like the chatter. You're being too active, and that you had to realize you've got to bring it internal. I've got to focus on myself as a leader of the business. Um, and, and one other thing I want to say is that you're constantly working on how to make yourself redundant in your businesses and, and working ten hours a week. I think that's really really inspirational. Mate, did I, did I leave anything out? I think that's exactly what we covered on today's show, right? Yeah, no, I think it's good, man. I guess the last thing would just be understanding that the little hinges swing big doors, right? So, you know, a lot of times we think we got to do these monumental shifts, right? But it's really just getting brilliant at all those little things, paying attention to those little things, what's working, what's not working, and, and being brilliant at what you control with those little things. I mean, that's, that's what adds up. Well, dude, I completely agree with you. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up soon, big fella. Yeah, it was an honor, my friend. Thanks so much, you guys. See you, bud. Have a good one.